Are you looking for a great sci-fi read? If so, be sure and grab The Return by best-selling author Gabriella Balcom. Readers are calling it a thrilling ride that's fascinating and amazing. The world doesn't know about the compound hidden underground, and the wealthy investors funding it want things to stay as they are. It's 2030, and scientists have made numerous scientific advances. They use cutting-edge technology with their feline service units and human replicas, HRs as they're commonly known. However, most of the research being conducted in the facility is illegal. If animal rights activists had an inkling of what went on, they'd be clamoring for justice. Human rights activists would scream from the rooftops. More and more of the HRs are dying and they long for freedom. One of the top scientists isn't happy with the situation either. Tensions are mounting, and things are not as they appear. Other reader comments about The Return include, This is a thrilling ride. I hope there's a sequel. Man, it got me hooked. Best plot twist I've read in a book. You'll love this book. It had me on the edge of my seat. For more of Gabriella's works, check her out on Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle form. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Grindhouse Lees. I am your host, Alan Russo. I'm Dave Montoya. All right. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about Rise of the Evil Dead. So, movie just came out this year. Mm-hmm. Saw it on HBO Max. I enjoyed it. To me, I would say... It has that Evil Dead feel. Yeah, it doesn't have Bruce Campbell, doesn't have Sam Raimi. Who cares? Neither did the reboot. Reboot was decent. This one, I think, kind of goes back to the core of the originals. I mean, you got the never Necronomicon, you've got you know, the di- the records. Yeah, there's some plot holes with that, but what do you think? Um I to be honest with you, I, I wasn't overly thrilled with it. Um I felt maybe the last 15 minutes was was the absolute best. Like when you're deep, deep, deep into it, and you're just like, you know, what's going to happen next? Um, I felt like the buildup was a little too long. Um, my my main thing was is that um, I I missed the humor 
of it because, and I, I was explaining this um, yesterday, was that, you know, with minus Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead was very serious, but um, Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness had that humor to it. And I, I just felt like it was it missed that humor. Um, the the child, the little girl, she needed a freaking she needs an Oscar because she was the best one. She carried that movie. I was like, holy crap! Oh yeah, she did an excellent job. Oh yeah, I liked how they started it. And then the ending goes back to the beginning. That reminds me. Okay, so in the original Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, remember there was somebody, there was a group of friends there before Ash and, and his friends got there. Now, I right. think this is my my take on it. I think that this was actually a prequel. Because it started with those friends getting killed. Then it goes back, spoiler alert, it goes back to explain how the evil dead gets to the uh the you know that the lake. And I'm like, to me that makes total sense. Like, because you know the chick at the end, again, spoilers, um she becomes possessed with uh the evil dead. So the likelihood of her going back inside, grabbing the uh, the book and taking it with her, is a high high probability, and that's probably you know she grabbed the record, she grabbed the book, and for me, and again in my logic, I think that makes more sense as a prequel. And if it does, if that is a prequel, I think it adds to the story very nicely. Right. Because even you go back to the originals, which, of course, Evil Dead 2 is almost a complete reshoot of the original. They just add the the comedy to it. But they never explain how they got the book, the records which in the original is tapes. Right. But they never explained how they got it. So looking at it as a prequel, Evil Dead or Our Eyes would work perfect. Right. If they added it, they had to add that particular element. Yeah. Now that now, monster at the end too. Holy crap, that was creepy as all. Get out, man. Yeah. I like that. Right? And the gun. They were just awesome. Because everything they did was practical effects. Yeah, you could tell just like <laughs> those <laughs> actors were just like saturated in blood, man. But just yeah. like that was no fake anything. That was like full on splashed in your retinas, you know? <laughs> right. Now, did you catch the callbacks? Um, like what? 
I, I caught the chainsaw, obviously. Right. And I caught the car. Did you catch the eyeball? The eyeball, that was hysterical. The dude choked to death on it. That was funny. Yep. And there's a couple more, and I can't think of them off the top, top of my head. But those are the main ones. So you were but, saying about the the negative reception. It got a negative reception? Yeah. Everything I've seen of Evil Dead horror fans, uh-huh. they don't like it. You know, it's not a true Evil Dead movie, yada, yada, yada. I think a lot of it is it doesn't have ash. You know, it's not set in the woods. You know, it's because everything we we know about Evil Dead, besides the reboot, has ash. Right. You know, you got the time travel. And then you got, but here's a lot of the tie-ins. You got the Deadites. You got the Necronomicon. Mm -hmm. Got, you know, the reading of the book, whether by the person that finds it or... I like the revamp of it, by the way. Yes. Yeah. With the teeth? Yeah. That was good. I liked it. Gave it a kind of a Harry Potter feel. The... uh, Book of Magical Creatures and Harry Potter had the teeth. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never seen any I mean, of them. Ah. Uh, but, you know, it did have a lot of the callbacks to the original. And I like think that. Had a lot of callbacks to the uh, remake, too, or reboot. I don't know. The reboot, it wasn't bad. This was better than the reboot. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. You know, in the reboot, they found it all in the basement of the cabin. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, where did it come from? You know, why was it there and all that crap? They tried to explain it, but they didn't have enough time. Mm. And Go ahead. I don't know. It was it was a missed opportunity to really make it work. Um, I feel that it was lost on the whole gender swapping, and I, I'm gonna, I am going there because um, Ash is Ash, you know, it's Bruce Campbell, and right. um, and it, uh, when and I'm not even saying Ash is a male, Ash is female. I'm just saying Ash is Bruce Campbell, <laughs> right, and. If you're going to have someone play Ash, it needs to be Bruce Campbell. I don't care if he's 90 years old. 
he needs to be like okay recently i re uh invested in ash versus the evil dead and those were great and yes he was out of shape he was old but they they kind of crunch that element into the storytelling and it, it just like those felt like evil dead movies every episode did you watch any of those i've watched most of them and it really felt like you were watching a continuation of evil uh-huh. dead like it, it picks up right after uh army of darkness yeah Now, uh, here's some goofs. Okay. Okay. Um, where did I find it? I know you like bringing in those back things. Like little extra tidbits. Uh, the records. I just uh-huh. saw it. Where'd it go? Okay. The records said they were produced in 23. Yes, I caught that. Yeah. And you know, they're the 12-inch records. 12-inch records didn't come out until 48. Ah, oops. Yeah. And he's playing the speed of 33 RPM. Which is normal for 12 inches. But if it had been in 1923, there would have been a 78 RPM. <laughs> I guess if you're going to yeah. do that kind of stuff, folks, you're going to have to do your research. Right? Because there are people out there that will call you on your shit. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds. There's all kinds. Okay, keep going. Uh, some of the other, some of the other goofs I noticed. The power was supposed to be out, but if you notice, some of the lights were on. Uh huh. Yeah, that's yeah. So I mean, it's like when Beth faced. Facing uh, the Emma Glam with the chainsaw, the chainsaw blade wasn't moving in Oops. the scene. <laughs> Oops! Oops! But I mean, I mean, it's just little stuff. Um, like. When she got stabbed in the hand, she wraps it with packing tape. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. And then later, it's wrapped in gauze. Maybe a deleted scene. Maybe because at the same time, her leg was wrapped in gauze. From the uh, cheese grater. Oh my god, that made me cringe. That was actually a great scene. I think I actually gave it like a half right? a star just on that I scene saw that alone. I'm like, oh, that's gonna hurt. 
Yeah. I was like, that had to hurt. Um, and the opening scene with the uh, the drone. Yes. That was awesome. I was like, you know, because at that point, you knew she was a deadite because a normal person is not going to take a drone to their face. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to stay in that world a little bit longer in the beginning. I mean, I get it. It, it was the build yeah. up, you know, the, the gateway into it. But yeah, I would I would like to have seen that a little bit more. Honestly, I would have liked to seen it in reverse. Oh, like, where it leads up into. Yeah. Like. The. What happens in the building starts first and then leads. And that building, Jesus, man. <laughs> that thing looked like it was yeah. dilapidated and it was going to fall down. And Well, they said in the movie it was supposed to be destroyed. Yeah, it was uh, scheduled for... Uh... The... Demolition. Demolition, yeah, like in a month or something. Yeah. And it was an old bank. Is what it, what they said. In you know, in the movie. And so like to see them talk more about the bank itself. And yeah. You know, How just kind of give a little little backstory of of the building, right? Was it time travel? Did somebody end up there? And that's why they put right. the book there. Where where did the book come from? Right. How did it end up there in the vault? Yeah. So many questions. Yeah. Um, let's see what else was there. I I was I should have took notes. I was kind of ranty yesterday. Um, yeah. I did like the way the the mom was possessed. Um, I liked the one liners. Yep. Um, I wasn't thrilled on the the neighbors they should have let the neighbors work a little bit more instead of just picking them off so quickly because like when they killed them they killed the boy you know the oldest boy and then they killed the little boy and then they killed the dad or uncle whoever he was and it's like boom 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 rapid fire i was like what was the whole point of introducing them just for body count yeah, yeah. i would have no first it didn't it made no sense I would have I would have totally liked to seen them, you know, at least earn an honorable death, not just get freaking slaughtered from like the get go. And you don't even really get to see the slaughtering. Right. You know, and then on top of that, it's like they talk about the fire escape. Yes. 
you know, they only work on it for what two minutes and they start getting picked off. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, it, it must have been rough because I don't know. I mean, uh, visually, it was all interior shots. Right. Um, you know, I mean, even with the original Evil Dead, and I'll give that to the remake, too. There was exterior shots, you know, because you go out into the forest. Um, and, and with the interior shot, it was just like... Okay, they exited to the apartment, but they're still in an interior shot. There was just like it just it lacked something. Yeah. I don't know. Well, they didn't have one when they're coming back from the uh getting pizza. Yes. And they're driving. But that's it. Other than the opening closing. I don't know, man. It just like uh I I bought the movie because I'm a, a true, you know I don't know. I I yeah, well, because I have Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness. You know, I have them on Blu ray, so I might as well just right. go ahead and, and have all of them. But as far as like overall, it it doesn't to me it doesn't compare to any of the original Sam Rainey. No, no. Do you think that today's generation does not understand true horror? I don't think so. I mean. We grew up with slash with the slasher movies, yeah, and all those B horror movies that came out in the drive in, yeah. So there was no direct to video. You know, even the B movies were trying to do something. You know, get out there in the theaters and stuff like that. But today, you know, they can make something, you know, like this, which it's in theaters. But when you're putting it on HBO Max or another streaming service, at the same time it's in theaters. You're shooting yourself in the foot, yeah. Well, yeah, no. Because, you know... The way of the going to the theater is kind of going by the wayside anymore. I mean, it's all, you know, streaming at this point. Even some of your bigger budget budget movies are going straight streaming. That's sad because, because the movie experience is what it's about. Right. Right. Because in the theater setting, you're there 
with everybody else that wants to watch this movie. Yeah. At home, you know, if you're single or married and they don't like horror, you're watching it by yourself. Yeah. And so, you know, they don't understand, especially if you're married, you know, they don't understand the comic aspects of what's funny where me and you and I meet. Yeah. You and I do. Right. You know, like getting a rotary blade in the head, <laughs> you know, that was like, right. I'm laughing now. It's it, you know, <laughs> I get the humor in it. Yeah. The eyeball, you know, <laughs> we get the humor in the callbacks and, stuff like that but I think here lately that I've noticed a lot of us are trying to recapture what they did in the 70s and 80s and even the 90s with the remakes and the reboots and semi quasi sequels. <laughs> I yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, because like the only thing really horror wise that's coming out are just that remakes, sequels. And or prequels, or yep. you know, they have not, yes, they have not done any anything new at all, like any new no. type of horror. I mean, look at Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends, they took what. 15 years of Halloween and just like that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Here's the new timeline. You know, and it and it's hard for somebody like us that have seen every (laughs) yes at least 20 times. If not more. Easily. I mean, now, when they rebooted Friday the 13th, I'll give them that one. That one was good. And they haven't followed up. That's the crazy thing. It the, took the most... what we know. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, the the best remake that they've done and um yeah they haven't even followed up with it no i mean the what i like about that one they took part 1 condensed it down to like the first 5 10 minutes mm-hmm. and then they went from there 
But then they added, or I wouldn't say added, but reconfigured the elements of part two. The, yeah, with the mask. With yeah, the hockey mask. and Yeah. You know, that was from part three, but they, you know, the way they brought Jason in to the reboot worked. It did. Because, you know, in part two, he was like, he just appeared. You know? In this one, he actually watched his mother die. Yeah. You know, kind of like, well, maybe he didn't drown. Or, you know, maybe it's just, you know, a the supernatural element of him coming back, you know, at that exact moment. That would be some crazy. Yeah. 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 Interesting thought. Yeah, it is. But, you know, with this one, I've noticed they are, I guess, trying to remake our childhood. Our childhood. Because every horror movie lately has been a reboot of what we watched as kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I would like to remake? What's that? The stuff. Oh, yeah. Yes. I was just talking about that with uh, my oldest daughter. Because they're doing the grimace things on TikTok, you know, they're like, oh my God, they're so good. You know, you, they're pouring them in her face and being funny. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, it's the stuff come to life. And she's like, right. The stuff? <laughs> I'm like, oh, child, I have done you wrong. <laughs> to yeah. the Shuttermobile we go. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those hidden gems. Oh, yes. in my opinion. I don't think a lot of people know about stuff. stuff. No, I don't think so. We'll have to go back and watch it. Yeah. Talk about it. Because. Yeah, that's definitely. Because. You go back and you watch it. And it's like, I don't know. It's kind of like a change Bob. Yeah. It's the same concept as the blob, basically. Because but you, can, you can eat it. And it tastes good. <laughs> right. Outer <laughs> space. Oh, man. What a movie. <laughs> That would have been, yeah, yeah. 
So do you think see. they're going to do a sequel to this? The be okay, like my son Jay. Left open. My my son Jay kind of like did the same thing. He and I didn't put up two and two together until he actually made a, a comparison. Um, and for the people that listening don't know my son, my son is autistic. So he kind of looks at things outside of the box as to where like Russo and I don't, you know, it's, it's, or somebody on the mainstream, mainstream perspective, you know, he's on that, um, you know, he's on that autistic spectrum. So he looks at things differently and he's like, Oh, it's evil dead rise. And I go, yeah. He's like, like Batman rising. So it's the first one. I was like, Ah, okay. Okay, I see that. Yeah. And that's why, you know, earlier I kind of agreed with you that if this is, this could have been a prequel. And I think it should have been. Especially with the name. It should have been a prequel. I think at this point, though, we should get sequels I really yeah. do you know I, yeah. I I mean I I get the opportunity because again like I said you know Ash is Bruce Campbell which right. I am pissed because Walter our, our buddy Walter is going to meet him and Sam Raimi at the next convention he goes to. I like you sucker you. Right. Asshole. <laughs> uh, but um I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm being too over critical on it. But you know, again, we were I was uh kind of doing a play-by-play with Steph. I was leaving her messages and uh, I was reading where it was like, you know, this movie was like $8 million. And I'm like, what the hell did they spend? They, did they spend $8 million on fake blood? Because I'll tell you right now, there was no, like no name brand, not name, name known, well-known. Good God. I'll get it out in a minute. Any well-known actors. So maybe, I don't know, anywhere from ten dollars to $50,000 a piece because it's a, a studio project. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, and I was saying that Russo and I could literally do this movie for, I mean, and make it look almost identical, if not better, for five hundred thousand dollars, I no no hesitation. I I bet you we could do it for five hundred thousand dollars. Oh yeah, easy. I mean, but you got to think. I mean, and my thing in did they spend that much money doing the practical effects? No I way, mean, they, because it, practicals least it costs less than CGI. Right. right. I mean, it's, you know, I don't know. They, I think they spent way too much for what they did, for what the outcome was. 
because what they're what okay so what what the budget um the line producer because in fact i was talking to a line producer today and what they do is like okay so that movie was 800 or 8 million dollars right 4 million of that was in advertising and i'm like it's an evil dead movie you don't need to spend 4 million dollars on no you know because like for example traditional advertising is gone okay most people don't listen to fm radio anymore most people don't watch traditional tv anymore you know live tv exactly and, and that's what they're putting that money in is those two avenues you go and you advertise on facebook twitter instagram or um what's the new one tiktok you know shit that's basically all you need to do you exactly could put, you could put a million dollars into tiktok and by the time the movie comes out i i'm pretty sure you're going to have a good you know, turn out because people will know because most people yeah. spend more time on their phones than on TV. Exactly. And then you got, you know, like Peacock and Paramount plus stuff like that, that run ads. Yes. You know, during and, the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even the low end of HBO max does too. To be, uh huh. Advertise there. You know, people are paying for it. Why not? Absolutely. But I'm just, I'm just saying that you could go, and you could make that movie for. Okay, let's 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 just round it up to a million dollars. For advertising, so five hundred thousand budget to make the movie five hundred thousand for um, advertising, and do you know what their box office numbers were? Uh, I have to look. Because I think that <clears throat> I I could guarantee you right now. Most anything um, makes more than uh, $500,000 on an opening. Right. Unless you're, you know, Zizek's Road. I'm going to say probably I'm going to say opening weekend it probably made between 3 and 5 million dollars. One hundred and there you go. Jesus. <laughs> Holy moly. Right. That's all profit. I, I mean, hope, I hope whoever was 
like directing and wrote the script. I hope you guys got some back end points on that, man. Cause wow. Yeah. I mean, it's the second most highest grossing horror film of 23. What's the highest? Which one was that? Scream 6. Uh, well, you scream, that was excellent movie. I have nothing negative to say about that movie. That was an <laughs> excellent movie. Have you seen I it? I haven't watched it yet. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. It's uh the 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 actress that plays Wednesday on Netflix. Yeah. She's she comes back because she was in the, the previous one too. Her and the the one that uh she plays as her sister that come back in there. Oh my god, yeah. If yeah. you if you want to watch it, um and then maybe next week we could do. I'd be more than happy to watch it again. It was so damn good. What are you looking at? Oh, I was just looking at the numbers. That's just hard to believe. Okay, read them down. Give them to us. Uh, it grossed sixty-seven million in the U.S. and Canada. It's seventy nine million worldwide. Wow. Opening weekend it made five point six million. Okay. That was domestic. So I mean made great money. It's just the fact that, you know, it wasn't your traditional Evil Dead movie. No, it wasn't. And, uh, but I don't know. I, again, I'll, I mean, I'll give it a chance. I always give things chances. Um, yeah. I, I do hope that there is a sequel. I mean, it was good. Don't get me wrong. I would definitely watch it again just to see what I missed. Because you always miss something the first go around. I will say this, and it has nothing to do with the movie. It has to do with the Blu-ray that pissed me off. There was no special features to the Blu-ray. And I was like, that is very just really upsetting right because you know sometimes the commentary on the blu-ray you know gives you so much more than just watching it alone yeah typically i like to watch um the behind the scenes about how it's made and the production reels and you know, all that right. fun stuff. And the bloopers of the bloopers. And then, you know, deleted scenes. 
you know, with the deleted scenes, sometimes you watch them and you're like, yeah, I can see why they cut. And then other times you watch it and it's like, that should have been left in there. Because it explains something. Right. And, you know, sometimes in the deleted scenes, it's an alternate take of another scene that's in. But the alternate take sometimes works better than the original that's in the movie. Right. And that makes me think of uh, Freddy versus Jason. You know, because yeah. the the alternate scene was so much better of an ending than the ending that we got. Yeah. I was, I'm surprised they have made another sequel to that. Just because of the way it ended. Yeah. Well, now, what is it? Sean Cunningham, I guess he has the right to it back. Yeah. Well, you know, they're making Crystal Lake on Peacock. I heard about that. And it's supposed to be a prequel to all the the Friday the 13th movies. And it's a show and not a, a So it's going to be kind of like uh, Bates Motel. Gotcha. Okay. I remember back in the day, that was Lacey's show. She loved that show. You know, I never really got got into it. Like I thought I would. That is something that they could really do for a reboot. That's pretty much do for a reboot that could be done really well because remember they did the remake in 99 and that was it yeah and that bombed oh who they use um vince vaughn they used the vince vaughn yeah. to be norman bates i think that was their first yeah, mistake and uh, and hayes uh-huh. Uh, I can't thank you for name off the head, but Yeah, that is I definitely mean, uh that is definitely that, something that, that could definitely be remade. I wonder why they haven't done that yet. I don't know. It'd be fairly inexpensive too. Yeah. Trying to think of something else that came out in the late 70s to the 90s that they could remake that was real big. I 
I mean, they remade uh, Slumber House. I mean, uh, Slumber Party Massacre. Did they really? Yeah. How was but that? Wasn't bad. Because it was more of a sequel than anything. Oh, okay. Because it was the daughter of the survivor and her group of friends. They hear about it on a podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. And then they decide to go out there and try to find him and kill him to exact revenge for her mom because of the way she grew up and stuff like that. It was actually pretty de- pretty decent. I was hmm. surprised how decent it was. Better than the re or the sequel they did back in the eighties. <laughs> With a guitar drill. <laughs> oh man. Good times. Oh yeah. They did some some of the weirdest shit back in the eighties. Gosh, but they made good stuff fun. back. Yeah, I was gonna say they made fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. Some of the storylines might suck, but the overall movie was fun. Yeah. Because like I uh, miss eighties. Oh yeah. I mean, even the nineties had some good stuff. The um the Hellworks the Hellworks uh Hellraiser because I yeah they remade that one. Well, no, That's I was a, just talking about the sequels in the nineties, right? But I'm saying they re, you know, they did the, did that remake on Hulu. But that's going to be another discussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think they got the numbers to to make it, uh, any sequels on that one. Oh, I mean, like to Hulu, so. That's one of those, you know, like the old direct video stuff. Yeah. It's like they redid uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, it was more of a sequel to the original. Set by 
40 years later. On Netflix. And it was it decent? You're breaking up, Al. It was okay. There you are. Okay. Oh. It was, it was okay? okay. Yeah. Because I don't know. There is some good stuff about it. Uh huh. But then some of the stuff didn't make me sense. So, because, like, go ahead. They had Leatherface in a group home. Yeah, they had Leatherface in a group home. And it was like, you know, that's where he was raised until the event of the original. And then after the original. That's where he went back to. Huh. And I don't know. It didn't make any sense. That was the one after Leatherface, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one that was... uh, Direct to Netflix. Gotcha. All right, brother. I was going to say. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, And then the survivor of the original, she's in it too. Oh, really? Yeah. She's a retired Texas Ranger. Okay. At that point. Yeah, trying to re- exact her revenge on what happened to her. But, uh, yeah, she's only like 10, 15 minutes of the movie. Oh, that's it? Yeah. It's like a plot point that didn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. Just a cameo. Yeah, more or less. What I was going to say, though, is... I didn't end the sequel. Sorry if you're picking up all that back ending. Um, No, I was going to say is we're approaching the hour mark. I wanted to see if you wanted to finish your thoughts on Evil Dead Rise before we call it a day I would say it's good for one watch maybe two but overall as it lacks a lot I mean all the elements are there but Having a female protagonist wasn't bad, but 
you know, like the subplot of her being pregnant. That made no sense whatsoever. Nobody cares. Yeah. It didn't really need to be there. No, not at all. That yeah, that made I mean zero sense. Yeah. I mean I don't know. Unless they do a sequel and do something with her being preg- pregnant. Uh-huh. Then yeah, I could see it, but beyond that it didn't didn't need to be there. Yeah, I mean, other than, well, no, because even at that, she was she was already hard on her luck in the very beginning, so she didn't even need to be pregnant. She could have just showed up hard on her right. luck and and would have taken perfectly fine. Right. You know, I mean, is it going to be like a, a, a what are they called? The the creatures, what are they called in that universe? Deadites. Deadites, yeah. They're gonna pull a, a Zack Snyder from Evil Dead and, and make it like a deadite baby. That that would be uh that would actually be kind of funny. Yeah. But I, I don't see that happening. <laughs> I don't either. But you know, and it's like the other plot point that really didn't need to be there is the other sister, the husband leaving. Yeah. 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 That was just, it, uh, how do I say this? I don't think I can say it politically correct. So I'll just keep it to myself, but yeah, that was uh that was not necessary. That didn't move the the plot along. Not really. I mean it moved it along to the point why she's mad at her sister. And that's it. You know, because he left and the sister wasn't there to help. Yeah. You know, yeah. To talk to or help or anything like that. But other than that, it didn't need to be be in there. No. No, it was it was a pointless plot. It was more yeah. of a loose end than anything. Like loose right. ends are, you know, things that are un un uh unfinished so the whole baby thing was a loose end the husband thing was a loose end um them themselves are a loose end we don't know what happened to them right they got away that's it that's all we We know know. yeah you know and well even at the end, you know, the one girl killed everybody at the lake. 
That's even a loose end. Because we don't know what happened to that deadite. Yeah, yeah. Other than she levitated out of the the sea or the lake. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. There's a lot there's a lot to be desired and explained. They just left too many loose ends, in my opinion. I agree. I, I totally agree. So what do you think? Out of a one to five stars, what do you give it? Yeah, I'd say two. I I actually, believe it or not, I actually give it a little bit higher. I'm surprised. I gave it a 2.5. <laughs> I give it a, I give it an extra five or half you know half a a, a star for that creature looking thing at the end. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, do we know what we're gonna tackle next week? Not sure yet. All right. I did see a good movie on Netflix. Um, it's called Choose or Die. That was a fun movie. Okay. I know it's on Netflix, so that's that's free. Yeah. Um uh, Well yeah, I mean we're always open whatever whatever you want to watch. Yeah. You'll let me know, we'll watch I'll... it and we'll talk about it. Yep. <laughs> okay. Right. Real fast before we go, I think I should tell the, the audience this is season two, episode one. We are doing a ours are, are going to be a little bit different from traditional. Um, we are doing our our shows on a seasonal basis, but we're doing seven weeks on, six weeks off, seven weeks on, six weeks off, and we're going to do like twenty six shows a year, so six months worth of of content. Uh, but that way, it gives Russo and I enough time to deal with our own things like especially now that we have a brand new writing gig uh that literally just came out of nowhere that that's going to be taking some time and plus russo's working uh as uh, ems as well so that is what's going to happen we're going to do seven on six off um and then we'll just keep on going you got anything for us I can't think of nothing right now. All right. So for this week's Grindhouse Sleaze, I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Alan Russo. Y'all have a good one. See you next time.